episode two, season one of the Scary Stories podcast. Today we have two stories in Watch on the Roof and the Smiling Man. Let's get started with the Smiling Man. I had the house to myself. My parents were spending the weekend in Toronto. I spent the day hanging with my girlfriend up until I dropped her off at home. Later that evening, I was in, it was an orange day as close to perfection as possible. I took my girlfriend home around 8 p.m., then got back to my house to relax, to prepare the night, spending, chilling out in the basement, watching movies along Charlie, my brother's dog. His anxiety, little bastard, and he liked the company. Naturally, Charlie wanted to go outside the moment I came in. Usually, he's all, all over himself, jumping up, barking, and this wasn't an explanation. I went to the back door and opened it, letting him loose upon the frozen snow to cover the backyard. Then hung around to let him back in when he visibly got cold five minutes later. Maybe I was impatient, or perhaps he was taking longer than usual. I wasn't watching the time after at all. After a while, however, I opened the door and called out to him. I figured he would come running like he does, always does. But for some reason, he didn't this time. I waited at the door for a while, looking around to see if I could spot him. He was outside all right, but a shed we had near the backyard, standing in the corner, staring at the house. He didn't move when I called him. He stood there motionlessly, my frozen snow in the moonlight staring at me. I left him for a while longer, figuring he didn't want to come in. I stole a piece of the cherry cobble my mom has put in the fridge and screwed it around my phone. I had I went out to the living room and watched some TV, figuring Charlie would probably want to come in eventually. I just started returning to the ends of the senses when I thought I heard scratching at the door. Or instead I got up to look to look a little mildly asked back in the house. But when I Looked at, he was still hadn't moved from the spot up by the shed. I could see the light reflecting on his eyes. I'm not going to lie, it was a little creepy. I opened the door and stepped outside, calling out for him, hoping that he maybe would come running. He just stayed there, and that was locked still. That's about the point when I drawn on that he looked off. I didn't even. I didn't clear view of him, just that his head and his eyes in front of them. When I assumed was his body was looking a little bit closer, it appeared as his body was prostrated, but his head was perfectly uptight. Was it just some weird compose? In the past, I had seen seen dogs do something, but right on the ice. I took a step off the porch and I and I noticed something. I could see ice between his eyes and body. No piece of ice I could see the ice behind him. It took my brain a minute to process all the time before the truth ran out. Charlie had head and body were no longer attached. His body laid limbed her set and his head impaled by the work of Francis. I had been able to distinguish it from the black coat. 
but from her new vague point, I could see Lily took a step back, swearing to turn towards the house. I wanted to get back to safety, though. Then I saw it stri- stripped down gazebo in the porch, preparing for winter weather. Leaving in a metal cell and covered ice, the recent freezing wind. Now I could see the cheap metal bucket underneath the weight of the creature that stood tense on top, cuddling the thin layer of ice staring at me with unblinkable eyes the reflection was like was back at me it wasn't an animal i don't know what the hell it was and i didn't get a good look at it before it lunged for me i tried to run skidding backwards on the ice and that thing landed just a few feet away from me i didn't waste my time i wa- i'm watching it i tried to bolt to the door Expecting myself to slip and fall with every step, as I didn't exactly had a solid footing, but the thing didn't either. I heard noises behind me, a scream like a person, but wrong. It sounded pain and bellowing ahead. I slammed the door behind me. I got inside, locked it, and stared out at the thing that attacked me. It stood almost eight feet tall, with long, scrawly limbs and a bull-boned eyes. That didn't look like a they blinked. The skin was gray and tightened across the body. With every breath I could catch swimming its ribcage, its hands had long, bony fingers, each ending with a long, skinny nail. And I could see the dry blood on them. It stared at me through the glass, and I swear it was smiling at me. For a moment, I expected to try to break it. After all the glass that was hard to break, I'm done myself once, in fact. But it's been locked down. The creature turned away, crouching down on all fours, and looped towards Charlie's body. I watched it grab the corpse, looking back at me, before starting to drag it towards the door, trailing the blood all the while the thing wanted me to watch as it tore charlie apart feasting on him it looked at me and decided it works and i watched quiet in horror it didn't seem to react when i took my phone cell phone and called now and told the operator that an aggressive animal outside my house it lied and said that it was a bear Though, by the point I was confident that it was nothing I had ever seen before, the thing watched me throughout the entire of the call. I didn't get the impression that it understood what I was doing. That at least I was my advantage. It also didn't seem to think of breaking the glass. I didn't want to watch what was doing to Charlie, but I also didn't want to take my eyes off it. Just in case the emergency responders asked me to stay on the phone. That was the fine by me. I waited, snickering, and engaged the thing that Jerome was standing, staring in contact. My earliest sessions were convinced. It never blinked, not once. I watched its teeth, lengthy, even cumbersome teeth, tear into the meat of my brother's dog and listening to the slickling, ripping noise. I didn't know how long we stayed like that, staring at each other. I heard the sirens not too long after. I don't know how much time passed as I didn't bother to look at the clock. I was too afraid to take my eyes off the damn thing. 
A moment later, the sounds nearby sounds drew its attention, and I saw it leap suddenly out onto the roof, its claws scraping against the shrines. And I followed it towards the front head house, where I caught a glimpse of the red-blue eyes approaching. By the end, there was no sound of the creature anymore. The sound from the roof I watched was the police officer come up, walking his partner trail behind him before breaking off the head towards the gate, leading back to the police officer to the door. He was about to knock when I noticed me when he noticed me waiting at the doorway. I opened it just a crack. It's on the roof, I cried, out helplessly concerned at the terrifying of the voice. Before the officer responds, the strangling cries of the partner rang out along the hellish shrieks. The creature I cursed and pulled the door closed once again, watching as the officer drew his weapon and went around back. I walked up the door and tried to follow his location, although the window I monitored him closely. As he made his way around the side of the house, armed with a flashlight and a gun, I only caught the glimpse of the thing when the, the light hit it. It snickered then leaped away as it burned, revealing the mangled carcass of the other officer. I could see the white bone and mass red that has been rendered. Unrecognizable, a telltale thud floated the creature present on the roof. The remaining officers spun around, their boots crunching in the snow, and I tried to follow the beast. He raised his gun, and, but he didn't fire. I heard screeching from the roof, headed from myself. The officer was seized a moment later. I looked back at the officer who stumbled back towards his car, trying to retreat his steps. Perhaps he was calling for backup. Before breaking into the clumsy run, he glanced at me, muttering through the window, screeching on my ceiling. He told me that the creature on the roof was stalking was stalking him. I forward back towards the front of the house, rushing from the window to get a better view. He kept his distance from the building as I could escape the creature's wrath. Reaching his car, I saw him open the driver's seat door and then freeze, raised his gun and fired two shots into the darkness. I didn't know if he hit his target or not. All was headed inside, scratching along with. As the creature retreated, the officer barricaded himself inside his car and the waiting game anew. The monster had made its escape by the time M first responders arrived. Paramedics took Charlie's body away in the bag, and the other officer collected the statements that we, with the cops still out, I got the car, got in the car, and hid tight tail to the hotel while I crossed for a night. I don't know what the hell the thing was, or what it had planned. I don't think the cops knew much, and so far since the incident is quite through. If I listened carefully, I swear I could hear the sounds of metal clicking on the roof inside my room. Wow. That's a creepy story if you have to ask me. So, the next story is called The Smiley Man. I really hope you enjoy this. Let's get started with this one. About five years ago, I lived downtown in a major city in the U.S. i always been a night person, so I would often find myself bored after my roommate was decidedly not a night person went to sleep. 
to pass the time I used to go for long walks and spend time thinking. I spent about four years like that, walking alone, and I never had a reason to feel afraid. I always used to joke with my roommate that even the drug dealers in the city were polite. But all that changed in just a few minutes one evening. It was a Wednesday, somewhere between 1 and 2 in the morning. And I was walking near the police park, quite away from my apartment. It was a quiet night, even for a weeknight, with very good traffic and almost no one on foot. The park, as it most nights, was completely empty. I turned down a short side street in order to loop back to my apartment. When I first noticed him at the far end of the street on my side, was a silhouette of a man dancing. It was a strange dance, similar to the ones that finished each bus with an, with an odd forward strut. I guess you could say he was dance walking, headed straight for me. Deciding he was probably drunk, I stepped as close as I could to the road to give him as majority of the sound to pass me by. The closer he got, the more I realized how graceful he was moving. He was very tall and lengthy and wearing an old suit. He danced close and still I couldn't make out his face. His eyes were open wide and wild, his head tilted back slightly, looking off to the sky. His mouth was formed in a painful wide cartoon of a smile. Between the eyes and small, I decided to cross the street before he could dance any closer. I took off my eyes off him to cross this empty street. As I reached the other side, I glanced back and then, then stopped dead in my tracks. He stopped dancing and was standing with one foot in the street parallel to me. He was facing me but still looking towards the sky, small wide on his lips. I was completely, utterly nerved by this. I started walking again but kept my eye on the man. He didn't move. Once I had about half a block between us, I turned away from him for a moment to watch the sidewalk in front of me. The streets and sidewalk ahead were completely empty. I still unnervedly, I looked back to where he's been standing to find him gone. For a briefest of a moment, I felt relieved until I noticed him. He crossed the street and was slightly crouched down. I could tell for sure due to the distance and the shadow, but I was certainly was facing me. I had to look away for the for him for just a moment, for ten seconds, but so clear that he had moved fast. I was shocked that I stood there for some time, staring at him, and then he started moving towards me again. He looked he took giant and dashing tiptoe steps as a cartoon character sneaking up on someone. I started to move he was moving very, very quickly. I like to say at this point, I pulled out my pepper spray or myself or anything at all. But I didn't. I just stood there completely frozen as the smell of my car towards me. And then he stopped again, about a car length away from me, still smiling, still looking at the sky. When I finally found my voice, I put it out the first thing that came to mind. What I meant to ask was, what the fuck do you want? An anger, commanding tone, but what came out was a whimper. What, what the fuck? Regardless of whatever or not human can smell fear, I certainly heard it. I heard it in my own voice, and that only made me more afraid. But he didn't react at all. He stood there, smiling. And then after what felt like forever, he turned around very slowly and started dance walking away. Just like that. 
not wanting to turn back my back to him again. I just watched him until he was far enough that it was almost out of sight. But, and then I realized something. He wasn't moving away anymore, nor was he dancing. I watched in horror as the distance shape of him grew larger and larger. He was coming back my way, and he was running. I ran too. I ran and ran. I was off the side road and back on the battle road and a spare spot. Looking back then, then he was nowhere in, to be found. The rest of my way, I kept glancing over my shoulder. Was expecting him a stupid smile, but he was never there. I lived in that city for another six months after that night, and I never went on another walk. There was something about his face that always haunted me. He didn't look drunk, he didn't look high, he looked completely utterly insane, and that's a very, very scary thing to see.